New York is not beautiful. It is loud and fast and it stinks, but it is fascinating. And it is a melting pot of I don't know how many nationalities. Welcome to a new episode of Most Memorable Journeys. This podcast episode is a little bit like my life in 1988. Complicated. Because during this year, so many things happened. I was at the crossroad in my life and I needed to take responsibility for my decisions. But somehow I just wasn't quite ready for that yet. I knew that I needed to leave Air Tour Swiss, the company I had worked for for eight years. And I either needed to settle down in Switzerland, but I wasn't ready for that either. Or I needed to find the bigger tour operator who would offer me more opportunities to work. In April 1988, when I had just come back from another India and Nepal round trip, I got a phone call from the head office and I was told that they had so many bookings for Cyprus for the 88 summer season that the whole island could not be covered anymore by one person. Daniela, the rep who had replaced me the year before when I left, needed help. And they urgently needed somebody to cover the areas of Limasol and Paphos. And because I had been working here for five years, they thought of me. I was the first person to be asked and they were hoping that I would say yes. I really wasn't sure. Everything was complicated. I wasn't sure about the situation with the man I had met, who is now my husband for 26 years. But of course, I didn't know that then. I didn't want to do beach holidays anymore, especially after all the experience I had gained now by accompanying round trips all over the world. But I couldn't resist. The temptation was too big. I said yes. I missed my friends, Judy, who had been already married for two years. And I had also found out that Catherine was pregnant. So in May 1988, I arrived back in Cyprus for the sixth summer season. Unfortunately, my beautiful apartment was not available and I had to find a new place to stay. And I actually found a beautiful two-bedroom apartment close to the sea, which I loved. And I also wanted to have space for visitors. So my accommodation was okay. We shared the work with Daniela, spent our free days together, and we got on very well. It looked like an easy summer. And it was. All I can say is, though, that things didn't work out at all with the man who I am now married to. I didn't enjoy visiting people in hotels anymore. I didn't enjoy standing at the airport waiting for people arriving. And generally, I was a little frustrated about what I was doing. But I made the best of it. We had lots of fun, as always went to beach parties, and I often stay over at Daniela's place in Larnaca, or she stayed over at my place in Limassol. I realized quite early that I shouldn't have come back, but sometimes we just have to learn things the hard way. 
I had chosen to stay in my comfort zone, even though I knew that it probably wasn't a good idea. And I realized very early this summer season that I had to change employer if I wanted to remain a tour guide. I needed to find a company with a bigger choice of trips to work on. I waited for the season to end, spent time with Catherine, who had given birth to a beautiful little girl called Ebily, became very good friends with Daniela, my colleague, and waited for the beginning of November so I could leave. Shortly before my departure, I went to Paphos with a friend of mine, and she knew somebody who reads the coffee cup. In this part of the world, Greece, Turkey, Lebanon, Syria, people drink coffee that is made with finely ground coffee powder, and then it's brewed by boiling, and then the coffee grounds are left in the cup when you serve it. When the coffee cup is empty, like when you have finished drinking the coffee, you have to turn the cup upside down on the saucer so the sediment can drain down, like can drain into the saucer. And then the fortune teller can study it, see what's left in it. And according to that, they can tell you your future. This woman told me that I will be coming back to Cyprus and I will be getting married here. Really, I thought, absolutely not. I was definitely done with Cyprus this time. But then again, we never really know, do we? I was moving on. And with Daniela, we had agreed that we will go on a well-deserved trip after this uh, hard summer that we worked hard after our return to Switzerland. And I had applied for a job with Kuoni, the largest tour operator with the best assortment of trips in Switzerland, with branches all over Europe, and I was anxiously waiting for a reply. With Daniela, we had planned to travel to New York, Florida, and Puerto Rico. And the day we left for our trip, I was invited for a job interview at the Kuoni head office in Zurich. It all went well, and I was told that I would hear from them. Off we left the next day to complain to the Big Apple, where I had already worked a few months before. I knew my way around. We had an amazing time. We met up with friends, did some sightseeing, happened to be in Bergdorf Goodman with Raisa Gorbachev, shopped and laughed so much that our stomachs hurt. Daniela knew some Greeks who she had met in Corfu. They were fur shop owners from Castoria and also owned shops in New York. They invited us out to dinner and to a busuki club in Astoria, the part of New York where all the Greeks and Cypriots live. And we had a very, very late night and lots of alcohol. Astoria is a neighborhood in Queens where a large group of Greek emigrants started living after they had emigrated to the United States at the end of the 19th century during a financial crisis that was happening in Greece. Every possible Greek and Cypriot product is available in Astoria. And I actually know people who have lived there all their lives and hardly speak English because their community is all in Greek. Of course, there's lots of other communities living in Astoria as well, but I just happen to always be involved with the Greeks. 
New York is one of my favorite places in the whole world. And today I cannot tell how many times I have been there. In future episodes, I will be talking about how I started round trips out of New York and how much I enjoy this city every time I go there. New York is not beautiful. It is loud and fast and it stinks, but it is fascinating. And it is a melting pot of I don't know how many nationalities. And it's about walking through Central Park or across the Brooklyn Bridge at night. It's about having drinks in a rooftop bar or going to a musical on Broadway. It's also about taking the Staten Island Ferry just to take good pictures of Manhattan. And of course, it's about all the art galleries, museums and the open air markets. New York is a state of mind and I will never get tired of it. We had planned our trip in a way that we would arrive in New York and leave back to Europe from New York. But our next stop was Miami, just for a few days, because neither of us had ever been to Florida. We stayed at the Fountain Blue Hilton, which I had seen in a James Bond movie, and we rented a car and drove around. Little did I know that a few months later, I would be working in Florida. I will be talking a lot about Florida soon, because I spent quite a long time after that. I also remember getting stopped by the police because Daniela had run a red light. And we actually managed to talk ourselves out of trouble, as we were used to here in Cyprus and many other places where we had worked. It even worked in the US. We were young and blonde, and we knew how to handle authorities all over the world. I have learned to always apologize to police officers in foreign countries even when I know that I hadn't done anything wrong. I have seen so many people get in trouble because they insisted on something or because they were arrogant towards them. You see, police officers actually just reflect of how you treat them. Respect and politeness get us much further than our arrogance. Getting involved with foreign police can be a whole other ballgame. Being in a foreign country, especially if you don't speak the language, and finding yourself under arrest or under the supervision of foreign police can be very confusing and very scary. It is important that when you find yourself involved with foreign police, that you have really the appropriate behavior and that you do not act irresponsibly. So many times that people try to be smart or arrogant and then ended up in real trouble. I have seen it as a tour guide in foreign countries, but I have also seen it as an interpreter here in Cyprus many years later at the local police station. That's just a little advice on the side. Let's go back to the trip. After that red light, or apart from running that red light, we didn't break any more laws in Florida. We drove to the Keys, we enjoyed the good weather, We enjoyed the lovely hotel, ate good food, and we also realized that we should have stayed in Florida longer. But it was planned, so we had to move on. From Miami, we took a plane to San Juan, Puerto Rico, and we stayed in a hotel in Old San Juan, which has an incredible 500 years of history. 
and beautiful colonial architecture with tropical colors. One can spend hours around the walled city or visit this massive fortress of El Moro and Castillo de San Cristobal. Puerto Rico is absolutely beautiful and home to a variety of natural habitats, from places that are coastal and then other places that are mountainous. And you can find mangrove islands, rainforests, coral reefs, bays, and even caves. The best part of our visit to Puerto Rico was that Daniela's father had worked for a bank in Zurich, and he had a client who owned a mango plantation in Ponce on the southern coast. He was originally from Israel and had started growing mangoes in Puerto Rico. And he drove us to his beautiful plantation. His company was called Pango Mango, and they were exporting their products all over the world. He very proudly told us that his mangoes were sold at Marks and Spencer's in London. The place was amazing and him and his wife were very hospitable and they took us out every night. I had the biggest lobster of my life at the casino in Puerto Rico. The wife of the mango plantation owner was a lively and not very tall lady. Her name was Sarah and she drove a very big American car. It looked so funny seeing her sit there, hardly reaching that big steering wheel. And her English wasn't so good. She had a little accent. She took us all over the island and she was a member in all sorts of resorts and restaurants. And one day we had steak and an all-you-can-eat salad buffet. And after lunch, she said to us, girls, maybe coffee? And we said, no, no, thank you. We are very full. And she insisted and she said, girls, have coffee, it's free. And somehow this expression has stuck with me and my whole family. Whenever we have this situation, we all say, take, it's free. We have amazing memories of Puerto Rico. And I was quite sad when we had to leave. But we had booked a room back in New York at the Marriott Marquis on Times Square. And I was looking forward to staying there. By now, I had developed a liking for nice hotels. I love luxury hotels. I love big beds and good linen and beautiful bathrooms. And when we arrived at the Marriott, they told us that they were overbooked and that they had to upgrade us in a suite. We ended up on the 40th floor in a beautiful suite. And from there, I called home to find out if I had received any mail from the company I had been for an interview before our departure on this, of this trip. Imagine the situation. I had to call home to find out if I had a letter. Today, I would have just received an email on my cell phone and I would have known. Anyway... Yes, I was told there was a letter and I asked that it would be opened and read to me. I had been accepted to attend a two-week training course during which I will be trained as an accompanying tour guide and also during which they will decide if they can offer me a job or not. 
I was absolutely delighted and very excited because I already had eight years of experience and I knew that they would appreciate that. But isn't it funny how we remember certain things from certain places? I will never forget the place where I made this phone call from this suite at the Marriott Marquise to find out that I had been accepted to attend this course. We spent another few wonderful days in the city that never sleeps. We did our Christmas shopping and then flew home to Switzerland. At the beginning of 1989, a new chapter began. I attended the very intense and detailed Kuoni trading program for tour guides who travel all over the world with tour groups. I had already done the job, but I hadn't been properly trained. We stayed in a hotel near Zurich for two weeks and we were taught how to keep a tour group entertained on long bus rides, how to properly check into a hotel, which I had found out by now, but still one always learns something new, and how to handle difficult clients, but also what to do in case of emergency or accidents or even political crisis. It was a big responsibility to travel around the world with groups of sometimes 40 people. And there were no cell phones. Communication was so much more difficult than it is now. I also found out that Quoni had a detailed report for every single tour. Everything was written down to the minute. Road directions for the bus drivers. Restaurant recommendations for the clients. It was like a dream, something that didn't exist at my previous company. And I also met some really nice new people. Some who, like me, had already done the job before, and then some who were completely new. There were also many students who used their summer holiday to earn some money and see the world. It was a wonderful job. We actually got paid to do what we absolutely loved. During that training, we were filmed. Public speaking and body language was corrected and they were watching us how we interacted among ourselves with each other. We went on bus excursions and had to practice what we had learned. We had to speak to a bus full of people. And of course, our other course participants were the most critical observants. I love this training, every single day of it, because it all looked so much better organized than my previous employer. I was excited and hoping that I have passed that training. And after about 10 days back at home, a letter arrived telling me that I was accepted and that I was called to go and pick up my uniform and visit the office where the tours were assigned. Another thing that I had learned was that within the company, one could get together with a person who had already been on the same trip and that they would explain everything and give even more tips than there were already on those reports. I was given two Nile cruises and six back-to-back -back trips to Florida, like Florida, one-week Florida round trips, then I would fly back to Switzerland, go back to Florida for two back-to-back two-week trips. And then I would move to New York and accompany a tour called Eastern Fantasy. And then go back to New York and go on a Canadian connection. 
I was delighted. And I got in touch with the person who could brief me on the Nile cruise. I was given the name of a lady called Ruth, who lived in Bern, and I arranged to visit her, carrying a good bottle of wine to show my appreciation. She was wonderful. She explained everything about Egypt and the Nile cruises. And as we were chatting, I also found out that she had been on Florida trips before. So I stayed another few hours and she explained me that too. I left with a bag full of knowledge, of very useful information, and I felt very confident. Ruth and I instantly liked each other and kept in touch as much as we could with our busy lifestyles at the time. And we ended up becoming friends for life. She became my daughter Natalie's godmother, and I am godmother to her daughter Sophie. There are so many good friendships coming out in this life, people who we appreciate, people who we immediately like, and people who carry each other through difficult situations sometimes. So after my visit to Bern and being briefed, I was ready to go on my first Kuoni travel round trip. Stay tuned because this is a new beginning. Lots of new adventures begin. If you like my podcast, please subscribe and tell your family and friends about it. You can find all the information in the show notes. If you like what you hear and you want to know more about what I do, check out my website www.thesoulkit.com.